Hello and welcome. I'm Jeff Bonanno, and you are listening to the Do Something Nice podcast. Do, 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 do something, 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 do something, do something, do something, do something nice, 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 do something nice, do something nice, do something nice. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Do Something Nice. How is your day going, hmm? Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then it's either going pretty well or you're looking for a little motivation to do something nice for someone else. Am I right? I wanted to ask you something, though. How has that plan been going for you? Have you taken on my challenge yet to do something nice for someone without being caught yet? If you have, how does it make you feel? Has it helped pave the way for new and exciting ways to help others? Do you get that helper's high? I personally love that feeling, and it's such an amazing and infectious feeling. The other night, I tried telling my younger daughter about how it feels to me, and it ended up turning into a conversation about how I would love for her to just feel it on her own. She is excited already to start going to nonprofit organizations and being part of the solution, and I'm excited to have her join me to go and volunteer for something. She could do so much even at a younger age. She can help serve a hot meal to those in need. She could help sort cans at a local food bank. She can even help pack up trash at a community trash cleanup event. All I know is that she just wants to help in some way. One thing she can't help with yet is obviously donating blood. That's given. But for older teens and adults, it is something that can be done. You can also donate your platelets too, which is used to help clot blood, something that is especially helpful for those who have leukemia and aplastic anemia. Of course, even if you are not capable of donating blood, but would love to help in some way, most blood banks also accept donations in the financial type too. This kind of support helps keep their doors open and helps them keep the support alive. What if you've never donated before? What does it involve? Where does that blood go? Well, for starters, if you've never done it before, be prepared to answer some questions, some a little bit more personal. They won't ask you too much, but their questions are important so they know what might be in your blood and if you would be a good candidate. For example, if you've recently had a tattoo or have been out of the country, they will want to wait for a while before you can donate. But after the questioning, they basically sit you in a chair, poke you with a needle, and hook you up to a machine that gathers some of your blood. You might get cold, so they ensure there are blankets, and if you plan on being there for a while, for like donating platelets, usually they will have a movie going for you too, if you like. Once they get what they need, they patch you up with a bandage and send you on your way. The blood is then tested for disease and blood type and then stored on ice. It then goes to those in need. For you, it's as easy as sitting in a chair and giving up some time and blood. But of course, for them, it's also a long process of managing and distributing the donations. The problem is that blood expires and often is donated too much when not needed and not enough is available when it is needed. Even more so when it comes to rare blood types and babies, because rare blood types are harder to find, 
And when it comes to babies, they have what's called baby blood in some parts of the industry, and it gets harder to find. But when someone does have the ability to help, they can make a world of difference. For example, the person I want to talk about now. Dubbed the man with the golden arm, James Harrison is known for saving the lives of 2.4 million babies in Australia. In 1950, at the age 14, James Harrison required 13 liters of blood to live after he underwent a chest surgery, a surgery that kept Harrison at the hospital for three months. Upon realizing that the 13 liters of blood transfusion had saved his life, James Harrison made a pledge to start donating blood as soon as he attained the age of 18, which was the then-required age to donate blood in Australia. Harrison's blood contained unique antibodies that helped fight rhesus disease in pregnant women. Rhesus disease is a condition in which a pregnant woman's antibodies attack her fetus. This occurs if the mother is rhesus negative, or R negative, and the child is rhesus positive, or R positive. This condition, at its worst, can result in death or brain damage for the baby involved. So after his surgery, doctors discovered Harrison's blood contained the antibody that could help create anti-D injections to help fight the rhesus condition in pregnant women. This prompted Harrison to make the switch to plasma donations. Every blood donation is precious, but Harrison's blood is extraordinary. His blood helps create a medication that saves the life of unborn babies. This medication is given to pregnant mothers to prevent their antibodies from attacking their unborn babies, and 17% of Australian women are at risk of having this condition. Unsure why he has such a rare blood type, doctors assume that Harrison might have gotten such a rare blood type from the blood transfusion he received when he had his chest operated on at the age of 14. He is one of just 50 Australians known to have these antibodies, and every serum of the anti-D injection ever made in Australia is made possible because of Harrison's donation. Since 1967, more than 3 million doses of anti-D vaccine produced from James's blood have been administered to mothers with negative blood types in Australia, and one of those mothers was Harrison's daughter resulting in the birth of his second grandson's healthy life. The elated Harrison had described, That makes you feel good yourself, that you saved a life there, and you saved many more, and that's great. According to Australian officials, before the discovery of Harrison's antibodies in 1967, thousands of infant deaths were recorded each year, alongside miscarriages and babies born with brain damage. And to cap it all off, doctors had no idea why these awful cases happened. But discovering James's antibodies was an outright game-changer in the fight against a disease that presented mothers with horrible fates concerning their newborns-to-be. The Reese's condition had no solutions to the problems it presented throughout the world, and thanks to James Harrison, Australia was one of those countries to first discover a blood donor with such rare antibodies. Gemma Felkenmeyer, who serves the Australian Red Blood Services, described it as a revolutionary at the time. Harrison has gone on to save more than 2 million lives in Australia and is revered for his act of kindness to humanity. He is regarded as a national hero by his fellow countrymen, while he has also won numerous awards for his selfless service to humanity. And one of the most notable honors is the Medal of Order of Australia. 
Harrison described his past few years as humbling when people call him a national hero. He believes his sole talent is being a blood donor. And just like every blood donor, James Harrison gives a part of him to others so that they can have a chance for life. Harrison, who is 83 years old now, gave his last blood donation at the age of 81, roughly two years ago. The Red Cross Service in Australia hopes that people like James Harrison would come to the forefront and pick up the baton to continue from where the legend has stopped. According to poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, the life of a man consists not in seeing visions and in dreaming dreams, but in active charity and in willing service. And a person like James Harrison has shown us that active charity and willing service can help us give others a shot at life. According to the American Red Cross, one donation of blood can potentially save up to three lives. And because blood cannot be manufactured, the needed donations can only come from people like you and me. And since less than 38% of the population is eligible to give blood, if you are able to, it's even more important to be involved in this solution. So if you can, I encourage you to donate. And if you have, I'd love to hear your story. Even more, I'd love to hear how blood donations may have saved your life or someone you love. So please, share with me these experiences. I would also love for you to share your stories with me, and I would love to highlight them on this show. So if you have one or would just like to leave me a message, you can on email at mailbag at dosomethingnice.net or leave me a comment on the dosomethingnice.net website. Well, my friend, that's it for this episode, and I certainly hope it either added to your wonderful day or helped make your day better. I would love to hear your feedback and ratings, so if you would like to follow this show on social media, you can on Facebook at Do Something Nice Podcast, on Instagram at BA Nice Ninja, and on Twitter at BA Nice Ninja. Or you can also find this podcast at Do Something Nice.net or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. Do Something Nice and this show's music is produced by myself. Special thanks to Adoteo Taokali, too, who wrote the story for this week's episode. And if you would like to learn more about donating blood, you can visit the American Red Cross's website at redcrossblood.org. You can also learn how to make other contributions, including financial or other volunteer opportunities, and even see how they help internationally, too, by going to redcross.org. Both of these links can also be found in the show notes at dosomethingnice.net. The Do Something Nice podcast is also excited to announce the opening of its new line of merchandise. If you like the design of the logo or more importantly love the message to do something nice for someone without being caught, you can officially enjoy it on a nice soft t-shirt. I personally have one myself, actually I have many, and am pleased with the quality of softness this design is printed on. I also am sporting one of the mugs and have also started sticking this positive message on things with the stickers that are available too. In fact, you can find all sorts of things in the Do Something Nice merchandise store, including t-shirts, sweatshirts, flowy tanks, mugs, cell phone cases, throw pillows, and even a super soft blanket. These are great gifts for yourself or someone you love who could use a little positive reminder. And at the same time, you are helping me keep this podcast going with your support. If you would like to check out this cool swag, simply go to dosomethingnice.net and click on the swag menu at the top of the page to go straight to the Do Something Nice store. 
And since you are listening to this podcast, if you find something you like, you can use promo code NiceNinja, all one word, to receive a 10% discount off your entire order. And last, but certainly not least, I want to say thank you so much for listening in. And remember to be a nice ninja and do something nice. Take care. Take care.